Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Oh, yeah. Hey everybody, it's your boy Robbo. If you don't know, now you know. Um <laughs> Yeah, so I guess this is going on the uh, the freebie feed. So we got to explain the concept of the Robo Report. What is um, the, what, what do you think the concept is? I think the concept is like y- you and me have uh, some similar interests, and um, how dare you? We uh, we uh, like to talk to each other now and then, and if you can record it, that's content. I think I think that's the basic idea of the show. It is. So this is, um, as we did for uh, Page Wars last week, every third episode I'm putting up on the main feed to give you a a little bit of a hint of what's going on. And um, also then you can hear our sweet guests as well. And then maybe you want to hear the bits in the middle. But this is, what is this, like episode like 26 or something? Or 21? 21. Episode 21. 21. Yeah, you you told me that you were doing these by divisible by three. So yes, so it just happened. So I'm I'm a slave to the numbers, which I like. Yeah, I I like just making a rule and then having to like live by it. I feel like you're the same. Yeah, arbitrary rules are. I mean, really, the more arbitrary, the better. I say, like, I just when there's a reason for a rule, then you've got to like think about it. But if it's arbitrary, no thought involved. Arbitrary rules. That's what Star Wars canon's all about. Now, Robbo, I talked to you last time I was driving home from Vegas, and that was before D23. So I I, I haven't had much communication with you. I, I don't know. I, I don't know if I've just not been on Twitter or what, but I, I I have no gauge on what you think about anything that happened at D23. So wherever you want to start, buddy. Well, I think the table game in the new Mary Poppins is pretty strong. Um, All right. That's it. You're done. <laughs> hey, come on. I proved that I listened to your shows. I, I, now, no, but now I'm going to have to bring something up because you've, 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 you've volleyed and I'll volley back. I just did an episode with King Tom of Page Wars and he was going on about something that would annoy you a lot. And it's your job to guess what it is. Well, you talk about books. Is it related to the topic of the show? Yes. I got nothing. I can't think of anything. I don't know what's what's involved in books. That, Dude, that... I am convinced. And King Tom just broke it down for me. I'm not convinced, but I'm very hopeful that those Chuck Windegg books 
you're going to look at them differently in January. Oh, that's what it's, it's all about. Some, yeah, I'll take that bet, Steel and King Tom. Uh, I bet you I won't. Interesting. I'll take that bet. I've never lost a bet yet when I've bet against uh, the books mattering. Never lost. Not once. What do you want to talk about? Yeah, I got nothing. No, I'm just kidding. Um, th- there's uh, we got a trailer. We have a, or I guess this is, is this teaser number two. What's the? I I think it was called a special look. But it's so it's not going on TV. I guess that's what makes it a trailer. I right. I, I can't even call it a trailer. I'm going with special look. It's not a trailer. But it was mostly new footage, right? Yeah, I just. I don't know. It just felt not like I don't, uh, I'm not sure. What, I, I, what what did you think of it all though? It was okay. Like I got to admit like nothing about like I'm kind of approaching this with a blank slate because as I probably said many times before to the point of irritation. But for our uh, uh, freebie listeners who haven't heard me say it, um, I kind of consider like the last Jedi to be like the end of the star Wars that I care most about in, in a sense. And it's kind of up to this movie to prove to me that I'm going to care about what happens next. Oh, well, that, so that, you need to clarify that. that. That sounds a lot like you're about to start a YouTube channel. No, it's not. Well, I, I like the last Jedi a lot. Like what, what I'm saying. So I don't think I automatically, I think that disqualifies me from YouTube stardom. But, um, like I really wanted, you know, all in my life, I was waiting to find out what happened to Luke Skywalker. And then I found out, you know, it's like, and I liked it. It just, it just was over pretty quickly, but I, you know, I can't complain about the, the story I got. So it's kind of like, do you not think though, do you not think that part of that overall story is finding out about his life as a force ghost? No, and I know that's an no. oxymoron. I want to see him sit down. That's my main thing. Like he's, but he better sit down. Ghosts that sit down is like the one uh, contribution Star Wars has given to like ghost mythology. What about if he sits down next to the log, and he sort of just goes, "What does it matter?" <laughs> he sits down, and his ass goes through the log, but connects with the ground, and then you're like, "Well, wait." What's his relationship to uh, the corporeal world here? No, no. He sits on the log and then he gestures for Ray to sit down as well. And there's not enough room. So he just slides off into like on invisible log. And they sit and have a heart. I keep keep forgetting I can sit on ghost logs. Yeah. You can't see them, but they're everywhere. This this log died in the Battle of Tanab. I'm once again excited for this movie. No, like I, I, uh, it's not like I am like, number one, I don't, uh, I don't care about the emperor that much. I don't like, that's probably why he ended up the way he is. (laughs) He just, he craves my affection. Yeah. Um, no, I mean, I just, I, he's so overexposed at this point. Like I really don't care. So his plans are always terrible. So I, hey, they're awesome. No, there's not one that's good. Not one. Dude, the prequels. That was a good plan. No, it wasn't. If his if his enemies weren't dimwits, it wouldn't have worked. 
but they were. Yeah, but how? Why would you? Why is a plan that relies on your enemies being like like absolute imbeciles a good plan? Because that's how you know it will work. That's not a good plan. You're just lucky because your 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 enemy is getting jobbed out. Dude, to use a, a phrase. Uh, Who got to rule the galaxy at the end of the prequels? No, he he. They. It's not. Look. You can gain the entire galaxy, but if you didn't do it in an impressive way, nobody cares. And if your enemies are all nitwits, nobody cares. Like, it doesn't matter. Like, what you did wasn't clever because it wouldn't have worked if people had asked, like, a single follow-up question. So, no, I don't, I don't okay, care well, about what... <laughs> give, me an like, ex- give me an example of a follow-up question. Where did this army come from? Who paid for it? It came from Camino. No, where did it come from, Steel? Like, I want you to, I want you to go to war with this army. Okay, where did it come from? I don't know. Who paid for it? No idea. But, but you should do what I say. No, nobody would do that. Nobody. You, you would, you would ask a question. You would ask questions about like, where did the army come from? Who paid for it? This seems really, really suspicious. Yeah, really? he, he's lucky he lived in a galaxy where apparently, like, these, like, paragons of virtue and intellect refuse to ask follow-up questions. And they just do what they're told. So, of course he wins. Like, it's not impressive to me. I don't care. So, whatever his new plan is, like, he's going up against people who are actually intelligent, and I think he's going to lose. There's no surprise there. Sorry. Like, I just... It's not that it's not it's there's nothing about him like the mystique is over like back when he was just like a really creepy old guy in Return of the Jedi like he was impressive because it's like you you expect him to be this like you know in Empire Strikes Back he has this like booming voice right he's really threatening he's got like a you know chimp eyes and uh, you're like what's up with this guy like he's he's mysterious and then you get to meet him and he's you realize it was all a front he was he's just a really frail super old man. And, uh, and he delights in nothing other than the suffering of, of good people. That's an interesting villain. But beyond that, there's nothing. His plan in Return of the Jedi was stupid, too. Even George Lucas said so. What does George Lucas know, though? I mean, he knows that, like, if you draw, if you, he, he, he said it in the story conferences for Return of the Jedi. He was like, uh, you know, we, got, we don't want to draw too much attention to what he's doing because he'll look dumb. Like, it's not a good plan. I know it. Like, he admitted it. So, yeah, it's not when a good plan. did he plan. say this? Citation needed. Uh, the Making of Return of the Jedi by uh, J.W. Rinsler. Okay. Right. Yeah, but it's in there. They've got the entire, uh, I think the, if, if not the actual, cause I don't have the actual book. I bought the ebook and it's got all this uh, bonus material in it, including a bunch of the story conference notes, which are really just like for return of the Jedi. It's just George Lucas, like saying a bunch of stuff that people are like, I, I that doesn't make sense to me. It doesn't sound right. It's like, well, that's the way it is. Okay. You know, that's like he was really done with Star Wars at that point and was determined to end it at any cost. So, yeah, he sounds like you got something in common with him. 
<laughs> no, I'm not done with Star Wars. Like, I, it's you know what I'm saying. I'm just saying, like, I like these characters. I like the new characters a lot. But now I got to you got to prove it to me that there's a story there. And if they're saying, oh, we're going to end the story now, it's really hard for me to get invested in that. So it's like you know the trailer looks it looks like a you know pretty good movie, but like the thing it's setting up does not appeal to me in particular is what I'm saying. How do you mean? Well, like I said, like if the big deal is the return of the emperor, like I don't care. He's not a threatening or credible bad guy to me. So like I would be much more interested if the, if the, the sneak peek or first look or behind the scenes, whatever it is, was showing you something that indicated that Kylo Ren was not going to die. He was going to keep living and keep being evil. And then you've got an interesting bad guy to deal with in the future, but they don't want to do that. They want to end it, which to me is like a waste of a lot of effort. But you don't think it just at the end, just by default, like Kylo Ren has to be stopped somehow, whatever happens. Yeah. You could stop him in episode 12. Why, why do you have to do it now? Like Cause why do you, want to, do, you want, do you want the real life version? Yeah, I do. There is no way Adam Driver's doing six Star Wars films. I guarantee you that Disney has enough money to get Adam Driver to do ten Star Wars films. I, I don't doubt it. But. They do, and he will. Like it's just like you don't have to do it right now, but he'll do it. I feel like he just grounded Adam Driver. He will. No, he he would. Like th- there's no amount of like money is no object. If you can get Harrison Ford to show up in another Star Wars movie, you can definitely get Adam Driver. Yeah, but... But what? Harrison Ford's worth a lot more to a Star Wars film than Adam Driver. Adam Driver is now worth as much as Harrison Ford is, in my opinion. No. Are you kidding me? I... There's a large uh, portion of people on Twitter that I listen to every day that would really stop buying tickets to Star Wars if Adam Driver weren't involved. Like, they care. I don't know whether he's he's Harrison Ford big. I mean, maybe not like like culturally, but I think he's as close as it gets. And I don't. I think the people that have such enthusiasm for Adam Driver, which I'm very enthusiastic about Adam Driver, but I think those people that are super enthusiastic about him, they're already gone. And I feel like um, that that Harrison Ford got a lot of people to reconsider going to see The Force Awakens. <laughs> Yeah, I don't, I just don't, I don't think, I, I'm just, my point is this, is that if they could afford to get Harrison Ford to go back to Star Wars and do like the whole tour of like interviews and late night talk shows and all the stuff that Harrison Ford definitely does not want to be doing, they can afford to pay Adam Driver to be in like three, four more movies. They can, he'll, he'll do it. Do you know who's like, been, do you know who's been to a Star Wars celebration? Harrison Ford. Do you know who hasn't? Adam Driver. Adam Driver's got plays to do, man. You know what Harrison Ford's got to do? Smoke weed and fly a plane. Smoke weed and fly a plane. Uh, <laughs> what, what a segue. Wow, I've never had a... Uh, it's, it's me clapping. An applause yeah, break. Yeah. No, I'm, 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 I'm picturing you know, in my mind's eye, that's Nate Dogg saying that. So uh, it makes me very happy. The, uh, what did you make? So we've got the D23 special look. I've got it playing here. 
First up, what did you think of the highlights package from Star Wars? Uh, I don't recognize a lot of that footage. (laughs) Really? I don't. It doesn't look right to me. Like, is that that's all that must all be like Blu-ray footage, right? From like. I've heard it. Star Wars. I've heard it's theorized. It's like 4k footage but it's not the actual footage of the actual movie it's like made up footage right how do you mean because it's not from the actual movie it's not from star wars i don't know like you got to explain yourself the scene of like the the millennium falcon flying below whatever it is like that's not from star wars right that's that's like a blu-ray thing special edition is that they're still calling it that? I, I, I'm just I'm just saying what it's for, like when it first got introduced. Yeah, no, that's I don't. That's why I don't recognize. I don't watch those versions of the movies like ever. <laughs> so it's weird to me to see that. I have no connection to it. It just looks odd to me. And the colors, the colors look not too bad. Like I, the Blu-ray colors, I I have. Uh, um. A history. I just don't like the, the the oversaturation. So I've heard that some people have said that the that the footage that's in that special look or whatever it's called is not colored the way that they would expect it based on the Blu-rays. And so that gives me some hope that at least somebody with like an eye for what colors look like is in charge. But I, I'm disappointed to be honest. Like I don't like seeing that stuff. Like it just doesn't look right to me. So uh, it, the colors mean nothing to me. Like I, I don't have Tie fighters. When Tie fighters explode, it's not pink. When does the Tie fighter explode in this? In in the Blu-ray versions, oh, okay. right? Yeah, the, the, it's pink when they explode. Doesn't look right. Oh, okay. um, yeah. So no, I mean, no, I just no, I don't have any attachment many, to that footage. But like, not many of these don't. shots are special edition. You've got Twin Suns. Come on, Twin Suns. You must have. Seen it. It's been done. Oh. Well, well, no, I have, conne- no, but, I have a connection to it. But you're that, not- then, like, putting old footage in it is just like to you, it's like dead. It's gone. It doesn't exist. I don't really care about it. Like, yeah, like, what is this? Like the millionth montage they've done? No, they the- haven't. They don't do montages. I don't believe that for a second. It's all like my thing is like I think it's a good idea. I think it's what they should be doing. They should be like generating all this emotion like you've gone through all these films, you've you've lived your life. Your childhood's been ruined several times, but come back for the final childhood ruining. And <laughs> but that, that I want to see that at the bottom of the poster. I want to see the Drew Struzan art and I want to see come back for the final childhood ruining, mm. December 20th or whatever it is, 2019, the, um, lose your mind with rage, PG-13. But I I sort of, I don't know, both these trailers, the Mandalorian one as well, In like I think the footage that we saw was very exciting, but I, I feel like the presentation was like average. Like, it just didn't. It looked like, like compared to I'm like saying, like compared to like YouTubers that make like sweet edits. Like there's that, yeah. I, I've forgotten his name. Um, is it Nick Jedi? Nick 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 Nick. Oh, he's been on the show, but 
he, um, but not, I think, like, in Force Awakens times. Like, some of those edits that the fans do are just so good. And this is, like, quite rudimentary. It's sub, like you, you, it's, it's sub YouTube quality at this point. Like people can do better. Um, uh, well, who is, uh, I think it's Dante DeMille. Who's like one of my favorite people to talk to in this broader. I, t- I, take, I take that as a direct attack. I said one of my favorite people to talk to. All right. You should have said second favorite. No, I don't, I don't play that game. I play my own game, Steel. All right, making me third favorite. What, okay. what? I didn't say that. You're fourth, saying that. Fourth favorite. This is your inferiority complex, Fifth not mine. Favorite. So Dante DeMille, who, um, like, just for the record, like, I probably don't agree with him on just about anything when it comes to Star Wars, but, uh, God, like, he's a favorite. really nice guy, and he's got a great sense of humor, and he um, he did this thing where he did a, a version of that, like, montage, where it's just all, like, the, the stupidest moments from Star Wars. <laughs> 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 it's just the dumbest stuff imaginable like he puts it all in there and it is so funny like it's like that kind of thing that like i cannot frown on that because it's so you gotta have a sense of humor about this stuff like it's so funny you haven't seen that no but i'm 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 gonna look at it i um it's great yeah i'm a fan of dante don't worry about that hey uh so this opening image twin sons is it the last image of episode nine? I hope not. Cause it was the last epi- image of like episode eight, almost like if it weren't for broom boy, wouldn't that be kind of the end? Pretty much. Yeah. So no, it shouldn't be like episode nine should be better than that. And I don't, I really hate the idea of like, Oh, it's, it's episode nine. Therefore it's the end of a trilogy. Therefore it's the end of whatever we're doing. That's stupid. It just is. What did you think? Was J.J. Abrams a fool or the truest of true fans to include the reversed film Jabba's Palace, Boba Fett, where his um, little antennas on the other side because they loaded the film up backwards? I didn't notice that. I don't really. Isn't that the sort of thing you're meant to notice? Uh, like no, they reverse film all the time. It's it's how you make good movies. Like you just want the shot to look good on the screen. That's it. I reckon that Boba Fett shot would have worked fine the other way around. Yeah, I mean it doesn't really matter, does it? Like it's it, look, this isn't like uh, this isn't like pink Tie Fighter explosion steel. This is what that, that's what matters. Like wherever Boba Fett's antenna is, I don't care about that. It actually it jarred me. I was like, ah, oh, backwards. They, they put that in. Like, it is kind of weird, isn't it? Like, it's kind of like seeing like uh I tell you what else is wrong with it, right? So it goes... It goes like twin son, Luke, Ben Kenobi, hello there-ing, Princess Leia with a gun, R2-D2 and C-3PO somehow walking across a... Um, a blaster-filled corridor on the Tanty 4, which when, <laughs> when I was a little kid, I just... I just had to ignore it because I couldn't work out. Like I felt like there had to have been a logical thing, and I was—I just had to like. It, like, it like, is like, a riddle, like, isn't like, it? Like, like, why was that shot included? It, you could have just that, had them 
showing up somewhere else and it wouldn't it, nobody would have thought anything of it. It was that and like the end of the universe. There were two things I couldn't comprehend, so I just had to like block it out. Because oh, you mean like the very last shot of Empire Strikes Back? <laughs> Is that what you're talking about? I saw you going on about that to someone on Twitter the other day. Well, I didn't go on. I I I I did the opposite. I said I this yeah. it irritates me because they're clearly like outside of the galaxy, which should not be possible for them. Well, it's hard to but go on it, after the. It's person such a beautiful you. shot. Like, who cares? That's very big of you. Uh, so yeah, that, I, I couldn't, I just couldn't comprehend it. So much like, like the end, you know, when you're like the end of the universe and it's like, well, there has to be an end, but what can the end be? Like they're two impossible things. So you just have to like go on with your life and watch Transformers or something. That was what this scene was for me. Then there's a special edition scene of them leaving the Death Star, which I don't know. I, yeah, I, I question yeah. using the, the spe- like, I don't know. I, I guess for normal people it's not, but for me it's just so. Ju- it's just like, oh, special edition. You chose that out of the whole film. That's that's weird. Uh, what do you, what do you define as normal people? Or do you mean like Joe? What exactly? Joe Ticket Buyer. Joe Joe Funko. Who who are the okay Joe Funko maybe, but like he's, he's I mean, who desk. are the people who made like Star Wars like a global phenomenon? Joe Funko. Is it the people people who who bought the special edition VHS tapes? Oh no, it's not. No, it's all the ticket buyers back in 1977. That's the that's the movie that that created the entire Shut thing. Up. Why are we we're trying to talk about things now? We're trying to complain about modern things. This is the only thing I care about. Is that is 1997? All right. After he, that, he's, whatever. Here's like the other thing about this Boba Fett thing. Right. So then they've got like the Yavin Temple thing, the medal ceremony. Then they jump to Empire Strikes Back. You've got Adats shooting. Great. Mm-hmm. Then the next shot is Return of the Jedi Boba Fett in Jabba's palace, reversed the wrong way around. His antenna's on the wrong side, which is how it is in the film, but still. Um, Then it goes back to the Carbonite Chamber with uh, Han and Leia kissing. I love you, I know, one of the greatest scenes of all time. But what's Boba Fett? Like, what is this hack job where you're putting Return of the Jedi Boba Fett backwards? Sure, it was in the film. But why, why are you putting that in the Empire bit? And 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 I say this as someone that doesn't really care, but is still baffled by it. I was thinking about this, like I think about this every day. I think it's like I've got all these qualms about Star Wars, but it doesn't make me like this. That's an, an abomination. <laughs> but still, why is this Return of the Jedi footage in the Empire Strikes Back portion? Robo, please hold me. I don't know why it's weird because I've already explained to you all the many stupid things I care a lot about and I just don't care about this. Like it's very strange and I, I understand that. Like I think that's just the essence of it is that what bothers me is like seeing scenes I don't recognize used to to create nostalgia and what bothers you is like where uh, the movie movie scenes are kind of like clipped together wrong in, in some way. And then um, the X-Wing floating – that comes after the "I am your father" clip. You know why, why does that? Why does that matter? It's they're just trying to like remind people about Star Wars. No, I don't know why they're thing, doing no, that for this. It's audience just that thing of like we're doing it in order, but we're not getting it quite right. But they're not even like choosing clips that tell like part of the story. They just kind of choose like what they thought were interesting clips to show. And I definitely feel. This is the, this is my big qualm with it. 
so this is the end of the saga, right? And so you're trying yeah. to, you've got this, like the first minute of this special look is retelling the saga, but they tell it in release order. Like you've got to, you've got to unlearn what you've learned. No, that's the right way to watch it. No, but like to like say, we're going to tell, this is the last chapter. You recap the chapters in chronological order. Please. No, you don't. Oh, please. Why, why would you have to do that? Why? Why? Because it's like, okay, so after the Death Star, then Darth Maul comes in. No, you show how it flows. You, you, you're flowing with the story. Who is the audience for this, for this like, advertorial thing that we're talking about here? Fucking Joe Funko. No, it's uh, it's Star Wars fans. It's people who care about the, the... They don't care what order you put it in. You could mix it all together and they wouldn't care. Yeah, but... The average person, Joe Funko, right? They aren't going to see it no. because it's not a TV commercial. They don't care where the logo is in the Coke advertisement, but putting it in the right place sells Coke. This is not going to be seen by the people who are buying the... It's been seen by 17 and a half million people. That's a fraction of, like, how many, how many of those are unique views? As a podcaster, you know what really matters here, right? So it's, it's unique... Uh, the it's number you can convince solicitations, them. right? And, um, no, it just doesn't matter. Like, it, what matters is the TV commercial. And it really... It's, you're trying to get people excited about Star Wars again. And uh, it's fine, like... Listen, they show a bunch of stuff that people remember, and they're like, "I remember that." And then, if, and if, then they, if you put okay out, if you put out a banging recap of the saga, and I know people have made them, and they're breathtaking, but if you put out a Star Wars approved, amazingly edited emotion captures the emotion, the passion, the adventure of Star Wars, get it on that YouTube, and you're going to have yeah yeah everyone go on. You, must watch recap. Got to watch this. They're buying the tickets anyway. They're, those people are, you're preaching Dude. to the choir there. Like, I really don't think it matters that you're much. You're a regular Bob Iger with your arrogance. Yeah, I mean, except I'm not they making that Bob Iger money. I wish I were, but... Um, you, can't, you can't just assume people buy, like, there's tickets, and then there's tickets. Yeah, but this is not – there's no chance in hell that the people who are going to make this thing a billion dollars, like most of those people are not going to ever, ever see this. No so just make it for the people who care enough to, to seek it out. You it's not a TV commercial. It doesn't no matter. Um, they should have done it in order. Doesn't no no absolutely not. That's the worst. Don't ever show like clips of something in the order that you don't want people to watch it in, and they want people to watch it in release order. And you can't convince me otherwise. So leading up to uh, the ninth Star Wars film, the the advertised end of the Skywalker saga, will you be doing any film rewatching in in anticipation for this momentous once in a lifetime? Closing chapter. <laughs> you mean a third in a lifetime so far? Um, yeah, no, probably not. Like I, I, like I said, like I, I really hope that this movie surprises me with how much I love it. Um, 
and I, I hope it surprises me and delights me. And I would even be okay if it frustrated me in the same way that that Last Jedi did, as long as it's that compelling. Like I want something that I, I'm still thinking about two years later. I'm not convinced I'm going to get it. Like I just I feel like this is a uh, a rush job to get to get a trilogy done and under the belt, so you can say, "Hey, we did the third trilogy." Like it, you, it's not you're not married to the trilogy concept. Like, don't do that. Uh-huh. Like you finally have established like good, bad guys, good, good guys, you know, like they can do stuff like let them have their own thing. Like don't end it now. Like I, I that's what prevents me from caring about it that much is because I feel like it's, it's a totally artificial way of dealing with the story. But you can't just go on and keep making the films because people will drop out like, like actors and, it's just it's better just to go band aid straight off. Again, you, there is not a single if if Disney can afford to just buy twentieth no, century Fox, they can not. buy and sell every single person in these movies. But you cannot want, convince me otherwise. But that's just like after like Return of the Jedi, they just keep going, and then there's like the use that was the gone. point. That was the original idea, and if you like the Empire Strikes Back then that's what that was leading to. It was not leading to Return of the Jedi. It was leading to, like, the further adventures of Luke Skywalker, and we didn't get it because George Lucas was tired of doing Star Wars. And so that's what we got. We got a rush job into the into, – oh, now, now it's a trilogy. How and, dare you? I'm sorry. Like, it's just – no, wait, I'm not sorry. Like, I this is, this is the hill I'll, I will die on for Star Wars. Like, this series, like, the sequel – movies have finally repaired the damage done by return of the Jedi. Oh, jeez! because they've, they've recreated a, an empire. They've recreated like a bad guy. They've recreated like a sequence of events that seems logical and we, we can follow it now and we can see what happens to these characters and, uh, and just let it reach its natural end. But instead, they're insisting on saying, no, it's the Skywalker saga and we're going to end it because we're just doing trilogies and this is the ninth movie. It's divisible by three. Therefore, it must be the end. And that is silly. All right. Let's agree for me to ignore your opinion on that one. What did you think of that final shot of Ray? Dark Ray. The darkest Ray we've had yet. Uh, yeah, it's like a force vision or something. I don't really care that much. I mean, it's I. What really bothers me about it is like <laughs> I I hate the double lightsaber so much that it just like it kills that the, the whatever like emotional value such a scene would have. I hate those things. And that is the most ridiculous double lightsaber we've ever seen because it's longer than Darth Maul's lightsaber. So, um, yeah, it's, it's dumb. What would you predict? We talk about Star Wars all the time for hours on end. What do you predict is my opinion of the double lightsaber? I kind of already know you didn't want it to come back. You want it to stay a thing that was like kind of Darth Maul's only because you still have very fond memories. The episode one trailer where you like lights up the second side of the lightsaber and it's like, Oh my God, that's, that's what you care about. Right. 
I think it sucks. I, I, what I don't like about it is that it's a, it's the, the only thing you can do with such a weapon is get killed. Like it just, it's the <laughs> worst idea ever. <laughs> oh man. I, um, yeah, I, I just think it's, I just remember in the two thousands when every fan film had a double length, a double ended lightsaber for some reason. Well, cause they're cool looking as long as you don't think about it for even a second, they're really, really cool. Like I look, you know, I've got a, uh, you know, for the, for the freebie listeners, I've got a, um, he's now nine years old, nine year old son. And all the stuff that, um, us adults hate about star Wars toys. He loves. So like, remember back when the force awakens toys came out and they were like, Oh, now here's Finn's like rocket pack and bazooka and stuff. Like, <laughs> we, we hate that. But uh, eight-year-olds, nine-year-olds, seven-year-olds, they love it. And um, like the Blade Builders thing where it's like you can get a lightsaber and you could hook it up to like six other lightsabers. And now you've got like a pinwheel of lightsabers. Adults hate that. He loves it. And I really try hard not to express my disdain for these things because I want him to like just enjoy the fun of that kind of stuff. Like, um, So, you know, like I – I think he really likes that. So, you know, the the way like it's like this weird literally double lightsaber that somehow unhinges in the middle and now it's got two ends. Like I think that's I think he thinks that's cool and and that's fine. Like I mean, I don't really it's it's not going to break the movie for me. I just I just feel like just as a practical matter, like lightsabers are weird weapons to begin with. They just happen to look really cool, but the more complications you introduce to it, like it's harder for me to suspend disbelief. So that, you know, but it's not just the movie for me. It's gotta be a movie like, you know, you gotta get kids excited and you gotta sell toys. Um, and I really hope that this is not going to like, if they were going to do like 12, you know, you know, episodes or whatever, just keep going. Then I would actually be rooting for like, Oh, let's end this on a weird note where like Ray turns evil or something. And then it could be interesting because you could go somewhere with it, but we know they're going to end it now. So, you know, it's not legit. It's just, it's, it's so transparently like clickbaity. Like we would hate this if it were from like, you know, Slash film radar, whatever dot com, but but it's but it's from you know Star Wars dot com, and therefore it's like you got to discuss it as as if it's a serious thing. But it's <laughs> clickbaity. Like I just don't, I don't. How do you mean you, clickbaity? I mean it's just there. Like they wouldn't have put it in the in the special trailer look if it w- were legit. If Ray were really evil, they wouldn't put it in there. I. How would you feel about it if her lightsaber didn't uh, open up? If it was just like a red lightsaber, it's still kind of cheap, right? Yeah, I just. It's like you know, if you're showing that 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 it's not that it's not real, they would never show you that if that were like the big. Because if that were real, if that were the part of the movie, it would be the single biggest surprise of the movie. It's the same thing. Same reason why I think that the emperor's return is not going to be that big of a deal is because they, they've been hitting it so hard. 
like it's probably a relatively minor aspect at the end of the movie. Like, I don't think you're going to even get Ian McDermott showing up personally to be there. I think it's going to be. What if I'm just being hopeful fan here and then, and you can like ruin my parade in two seconds. Definitely. What if they're dropping these big secrets or potential secrets, big surprises because they've just got mega surprises coming. I'm afraid of what those surprises would be <laughs> like. That is like Darth Jar Jar territory. You know what I mean? Like how I'm mostly like, I don't, I don't know. Like I, I just can't, if they've got something that would really surprise me and delight me, like, look, that's, that's the last Jedi, right? I did not go into that movie thinking that Snoke was going to get like cut in half. You know, like, but that when it happened, like, I mean, how did you feel? Like, I was, my face was just like 110% smile. Oh, my like, God. I, I remember being in the cinema and we, when that happened, we all like, there was like six of us in a row or something and, and I could feel everyone lean forward in just like. Yeah. It just gets because it's, it's breaking go. your expectations. It's like, oh, no, they're doing all these in trilogies. They wouldn't do that. And as soon as you see the the that like as soon as you see Kylo Ren look in the the, the way the edit's done, where you, he's just looking at the lightsaber, it's like, oh, that thing is not just on like his armrest for no reason. <laughs> like he's gonna die. Like you know it, and the audience knows it, and it's so delicious. And you're just looking at this. It's just like, oh, this is exactly you never saw it coming. Yeah, if they do something like that. I will happily eat my words with, you know, a knife and fork, but I just don't, I don't see him doing that. Like I find sometimes people like complain about things that's done for their own good. And that's one of the scenes where where people say, oh, it's too telegraphed that it's going to happen. And it's like, it has to be telegraphed because if it just happened all of a sudden, you couldn't comprehend it. No, those people don't understand movies, period. Like, they don't understand, like, expectations and, like, the dramatic irony of it that you know something that the, the, the you're, you're watching the, a character that you didn't expect was going to die, just like he didn't expect he was going to die. Oh. And then you see it all getting placed, all the dominoes getting set up, and you're like, oh, that guy's going to die. And it makes it so sweet when you're watching it. It's it's the same thing with like the like the Holdo thing that a lot of people hated, but I enjoyed. Like I saw that coming as soon as she showed up. I was like, oh, okay. So Poe doesn't trust her, which means she must be the real deal, because otherwise you'd be reinforcing like really awful stuff. Like they wouldn't do that if they were gonna if she were really gonna be like you know a bad guy in disguise. Yeah, I was I was. Th- I was caught up in that. I, I wasn't sure where she was coming from, but I, I didn't have the highest hopes. I was, I was doing what the film wants you to do, and that's like Poe Dameron's right. Tell Poe Dameron. No, I think I, I still got that. Like I enjoyed that part of it, but I also knew, um, like I'd read, like what Ryan Johnson had said, like the movies that he was screening for the cast when they were filming these scenes in this movie. And one of them was the movie 12 o'clock high with Gregory Peck. And that's the entire movie is, um, a new, like, 
sort of commander comes. He's a general in this case, although it, it's because there's no United States Air Force in World War II. But it's Gregory Peck shows up and he's he's taking command of a unit that uh, like a unit of, of bombers that um, the existing commander was too attached to and, and would not send them into harm's way. And as a result, it was a useless unit. So um, Gregory Peck shows up and he's he's willing to let people die, but he's he's doing it for a very specific reason. And he everybody thinks he's a heartless bastard who doesn't care. But in reality, like he is almost catatonic when he loses two bombers or something like that in the, in the second third of the movie. Um, he, he hates doing it, but that's the only way to win. So like it's I knew exact I mean but I've in there's plenty of other movies that are kind of dealing with that same story and and Ryan Johnson is a guy who likes movies. So yeah, I mean I kind of just I figured that was what was going on once I saw it. But I didn't like I didn't dislike it for that. I just like, oh okay. I see what's going on, but I'm going to just like enjoy it because this is something that's never happened in Star Wars. And it's interesting to see it happen. Like it was delightful. And then, but the thing that really surprised me was the Snoke thing. And then the Luke dying thing. And both of them were like, I mean, with, with the Snoke getting, getting cut in half was, was just like so much fun because I, yeah, I mean, so yeah, if, if episode nine does anything like that, I will be so happy and I will happily take back all my, uh, cynicism about what's going to happen but i i i don't see any evidence that they're they're willing to do that and you know it doesn't mean that, like i'm going into it with a negative attitude it's more like kind of like how he went into rogue one right like i just went into it, it's like ah whatever they'll, they'll do what they want and um i'm picturing you walking into the cinema making those noises Ah, eh, whatever. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I was just like, you know, we'll see what they can do. Like, it's it's your job. Impress me. Like, you've got it. You've got something to prove here because you're you're playing in my sandbox. Um, so not mine literally, but you know, like this is the the imaginary world that I've thought the most about. I, I deal with this stuff a lot um, now um, with like doing the the Blue Harvest Adventures thing. Like, I have to think about that particular oh. time period a whole lot. So it's disgusting. Anyway, yeah, I mean it's not great. I got to ask you this. this. So I was just talking about Tom, and 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 like I'm pretty, I'm I'm intrigued that those books could, like looking back at them now or next year, like they were telling you a lot of what was going to happen, but you didn't know it. Just just. Just go with me on this, right? Okay. If that happens, right, just just entertain me. Humor me, if you will, for once in your life, Robo. Humor me. <laughs> for once. Okay, I will. This time. If it turns out that all that stuff about the observatory on Jakku and the Emperor and his plan, if it turns out that that is like that was a seed that they were planting for this conclusion that they had planned. Obviously, because if it's all if it all works out, then it all works out. Do you know what I mean? Right. How will you feel? I mean, 
if it was if it's such like a perfect seed that there's no way uh mr Wendig could have written those books without knowing what was going to happen then i will have to reassess my my um skepticism of the books ever mattering but at the end of the day does it work as a film or not if if you have to know what's going on in the book to truly appreciate no, the film then no, it no, sucks no 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 dog it doesn't mean you have to know what's going on in the book it just means like the book like gave you a giant clue yeah i mean i would be it's, it's like, i would be surprised and it would make me pay attention to future books more but it wouldn't make those books suck less so yeah i don't know god you lose or you lose well it's just it's they aren't good stories to me like i'm glad that people like them but to me they suck because they aren't good like i don't like i just like you can write good it doesn't matter whether it ties into things perfectly or not like there are plenty of novelizations of star wars movies that aren't great and but they tie in perfectly to the movies so who cares they're not great like just do do a good job write a good story or it doesn't matter i I, there are plenty of star wars stories that don't tie into anything and are directly contradicted by the new movies that i love um simply because they're good stories so i i just don't i don't i don't see the value of these novels that sell like a like five (laughs) percent they make five percent of the money of like a a of solo (laughs) like you know the, the least successful star wars movie yet and they why should we care if they're bad just because they they have something in it that oh that predicted perfectly what would happen in a future movie i just don't see the reward to me that's if anything that's a, to the detriment of the books because that means you it encourages people like me like oh here read this terrible book i just that that's that's bad like don't just do good work and who cares if it, it, it's it, it's got to be a good story or else it doesn't it doesn't matter to me that's kind of how i feel and i'm not saying like, it's like oh the eu is the only real star wars me like that stuff was garbage too like it's just, it's just there's just good stories and bad stories that's it it doesn't matter canon is irrelevant to me so um yeah like i just i want episode 9 to be really really good and i want the people who are passionate about these characters um, who have stuck with it this far and who have battled this like tidal wave of negativity that we've gotten. I want them to be happy. Um, that to me is the best possible result. And, uh, I, you know, if, um, the aftermath trilogy matters or doesn't matter is kind of beside the point in a way. Right. At, At this point, I think we really want to vindicate the fans who have stuck with it this long, despite being, savaged by strangers on social media just for liking a thing or having an idea that they, they think is cool. It's, uh, it just seems inconsequential to me. Hey, freebie audience. I hope you're enjoying this. <laughs> Tom was far more upbeat. I have to say. Yeah, he, he probably was. Um, I'm actually going to be talking to King Tom and Hawes Burkhart tomorrow night oh, for a different show. That's, so, that's, um, I, if there's one thing I hate is pogs. 
And then Tom pogged the exact same podcast at the end of his. So it's going to be good. We're all looking forward to it. We're oh. going to be talking about. You should be looking forward to talking to me. I'm already doing that now, and I got to admit, pretty much living up exactly to expectations. Oh. So you know, take that as you will. I um, will take it. Yeah. Right. Now, I mean, <laughs> we're going to be talking about the Force Unleashed, which is, I think, one of your favorite things in Star Wars oh, history dude. ever, right? Yeah. Man. That's right. That, that ruined my. It's a thing you've definitely played and consumed to its utmost, right? That, that ruined my adulthood video game play. <laughs> I actually, yeah, it, I, actually, it, I, 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 I never played it, to be uh, honest. Like, I'd only heard of it. I had it on the Wii, and I was so eager. And then I realized that no matter what I did with the little Wii remote, my character is going to do the exact same maneuver. So I didn't even get past the first stage. I, I, was, I, was, just, I was like, don't pander to me. <laughs> he's just he's just as physically competent as I am. This isn't fair. <laughs> no, he was worse. I was way <sighs> I was doing like some sweet moves and he was giving me nothing. Hey, I gotta tell you, the guy yeah. that lives we just moved, or just after celebration we moved, so it's pretty new. But um the guy that lives under me one apartment over. We're we live in like a four apartment. I don't know what that's called, but there's two apartments on the bottom and then two above that. He's like diagonal to me. <laughs> we went around to his house to um, enjoy some great company the other night. And he's got one of those Oculus Rift headsets, right? And mm-hmm. I played the first part of that Vader Immortal. Yeah. Oh, my God. My, my brain ached. I had to turn it off. It was so good, but... It hurt. It hurt me. <laughs> it was so intense, <laughs> but it was it was so like like probably more mind blowing than Galaxy's Edge, to be honest. Well, I mean, the virtual reality stuff is really it's it's weird. Like it's messing with parts of your brain that aren't used to being messed with. So yeah, I totally get that. Um. Like, and he's like going to me. I see him like out the front. I was like, "Oh, you gotta come around and finish it." And I'm just like, "I, I don't know whether I should." No, go man, back. it's all too real. Yeah, got too real. All right, Mandalorian trailer. I will give a statement, and then I will be quiet for at least fifteen seconds. Okay, I'll take it. Amazing footage, cut together in. An amazingly uncompelling way, but the footage was great. Yeah, I, I, I mean, based on the like camcorder footage or whatever it was that I saw from um, Celebration, I mean, I kind of like just seeing that like whole sequence of events play out. That gave me a really good idea of what that is going to be, which made me very happy. Um, but yeah, I, I kind of agree. I hate to say it, like, because it kind of makes this show boring, but it, it it was really like just seeing like stuff that we'd already seen in, you know, clearer resolution and all that. Um, yeah, th- this one to me, like the Mandalorian, like I don't have any expectations for it at all. And in that sense, like I feel like it has the greatest opportunity to surprise and delight. Um, so I really hope it's good. But if it's not good, I'll be okay with it. What I really need is for episode nine to be really, really good. That's that that would make me happy. Like you got to justify what you're doing. Um, 
the um, it's kind of like, yeah. Go ahead. I, I, and I know your thing is like, oh, who's this for? Who's who's watching this? Like, eh. but for Joe Funko, right? Watching that, I really object to this uh, characterization. But go ahead. There is no context at what's going on in this show, like where it's set. Like what the story? Like there is there is nothing, but it's like like it's so fan filmy presented of just like look at these cool images. There's nothing to like. It's about a cool guy in a suit, and there's a scared child. I like it, there's no there's no story. Like do you know what I mean? Like. Like this is ju- jumped in my head. You watch that first fa- the Phantom Menace trailer, and it's like it tells you the story of what's go- like. Here's what well, it's about. it doesn't we're tell trusting- you the story. It makes you feel like you're seeing the story. No, but like gonna like oh, we're going to trust everything to this boy. No, 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 no. Like it, it it gives you like the gist of what's happening. I like I just think it's they they rely on people being Star Wars fans far too much. But for this show, isn't that okay? No. I don't understand. What what do you mean? Well, isn't the audience necessarily smaller? No, they want... They... Disney... This is such a major part of their future. Like, they're offering... If people sign up for three years in advance it's like it's like three bucks fifty or four bucks a month like they want to just like this is a long term we want to crush everyone else we want people to like because people sign up for the three years and it's like well i'm signed up for three years so if i'm going to cut anything i'm going to cut my monthly netflix or my monthly hbo or something and like they want to move people there but like if you're just you're not giving Joe Funko any time, like any info to like this is about a bounty hunter after Return of the Jedi. Like, like you can't you can't even tell when it is, which is like in the confusing Star Wars universe. I don't. I just I just thought it was so bland and like just no explanation you know very little dialogue which was you know the dialogue was really cool but i don't know just just like the the music and and all the random clips which were amazing the clips were like cracked ground who knew the giant cracked ground could be so impressive but i felt like it was a very visually impressive but communicating what the show's about like extremely bad like the fact that like joe funko can't tell you when it's set and there's nothing if you if you you can't say oh there's stormtroopers on pikes it's like that doesn't tell you when it's set buddy i suppose not i don't think that really matters to the people who they want to watch the show like rogue one did it pretty terrible job of communicating when it was set. It really confused people. Yeah, I know. That's why they needed the crawl. And yet it made like how many dollars? All of them? Like it just you've got to get people 
in to see it. And once they're in to see it, they care. Like it's either good or it's not. I, I don't know. Like I just don't. No, I don't feel I, like it's I, the I, job of the commercials no, to it, yeah, to that's exactly it, the situate the, the audience. Because exactly if you told me, like, look, all right, look, the Clone Wars, right? The Clone Wars cartoon, right? You almost universally regarded as like a very, very good cartoon, correct? I, I mean, maybe not, but I, that's that's my understanding of it, right? Yeah, I I, I don't. Like, yeah, I don't. It's it's considered a good cartoon for its time period, like when it when it was released, like yeah, what two thousand eight. I, I I never like was emotionally attached to it at all. No, I'm not either. But I'm just saying, like, I'm trying to use an example of something I don't care about to explain my point, because that makes my point more credible. Do you, do you see what I'm doing here? You lost so, the credible point. Yeah. So like. It's if you can get my attention um, by talking about Anakin Skywalker, the least lovable man in the galaxy, as far as I'm concerned, like you've got my attention. Like it doesn't really matter whether I understand exactly what's happening or not. Um, it, it just it's it's like Star Wars is the setting. It's not really the story as much as people like to think it is. It's really the setting getting people excited about. Oh, anything can happen. Anything's possible. They'll figure it out eventually. But what you really got to do is get people invested in it and like and saying, I want to know what, what's happening here. Like, what's the original trailer for Star Wars? Right. It's the most misleading thing ever. Somewhere in space, this could all be happening right now. Well, it's it's happening in a galaxy far, far away. Long time ago. And it's a story of a boy, a girl in the universe. But actually, they're brother and sister. And it's like, you know, it's not it's just getting you pumped up for the thing, for the spectacle of it. And it gets your ass in the seat. And then from there, it's, it's the, the movie or in this case, the TV shows problem no, to I solve. So disagree. You gotta, like, you gotta tell some people about the story so they can go. All right. Yeah, that does sound cool. Story's too complicated. Like what you'd have to do for, for the Mandalorian is you'd have to show, like the last moments of Return of the Jedi, and then no, saying like don't. five years later, no, and then and it's like it just doesn't matter. What matters is it's a cool looking place in a galaxy far, far away. It promises adventure and spectacle and craziness, and that's what people want to no. see. They don't John Q Funko popcorn or whatever you're like. It it doesn't matter to that person. Like they just want to see something cool, and they'll figure it out later. Because there's never trailers for really cool-looking things that turn out to be empty and hollow. No, it happens all the time, but they've already got your money, so it doesn't matter. Like, from a commercial standpoint, I'm just saying, like, the artistic success of the product itself, it just needs people to be there to watch it. But, like, Blade Runner 2039 wasn't a huge success. It didn't matter that it... People didn't un- remember what happened in the original Blade Runner, and that's why it didn't work because the movie didn't rely on that. You know what I mean? Like it's the problem was is that it just it was too cerebral for for audiences. You know, it didn't have it couldn't generate the kind of word of mouth appeal that something like The Matrix, which is an infinitely inferior sci-fi movie that has a lot greater cultural cachet. You know, th- but that had. 
you know, that, that got people's attention, but it has nothing to do with the quality of the, of the product. And yeah, I mean, I just, I, I feel like it, it, to me, it just demonstrated here, you're going to see something cool. It takes place in the star Wars galaxy. It looks like star Wars stuff's going to happen. There's going to be little ships flying around. There's going to be stormtroopers. There's going to be a guy getting cut in half by a, an unnaturally dangerous doorway. And, <laughs> you know, it's like, just enjoy it. Like to me, like that's like, for example, again, going back to my son, the guy, the, he's a kid. He doesn't, you know, I, I can explain to him afterwards. Oh, this takes place like after Return of the Jedi, but before the Force Awakens. And he's like, oh, and that's not Boba Fett. It doesn't look like Boba Fett. And it's like, no, it's not Boba Fett. He's a different guy who has the same helmet. And it's like, so he's like, like a relative of Boba Fett. And I'm like, I don't know, maybe. He's like, cool, cool. All right. Yeah. Well, see, they're the questions. That's it. They're the very similar questions that my wife asked me. I feel like the trailer should cover those questions. That would be a crappy trailer. No, it would be great. No, it's not. It, it's like most people don't even remember. Like if if people go into this thinking it's about Boba Fett and it's really good, but it's not about Boba Fett, they're not going to be disappointed because Boba Fett's not that deep of a character. There's no, there's no lingering yeah, questions I, I, about I, Boba Fett that people are waiting to be I answered. See. They just like a cool-looking guy in a cool-looking costume. I, I, I don't know. Like, I, just, I, I feel like the show has a lot of potential just because it looks cool and looks like fun stuff is going to happen I'm, and I'm, it's, it's going to get people's attention. I'm not talking about how good the show is. I'm talking about how well it was marketed. One of my favorites. Yeah, I mean, I think that all you got to do is get people's attention. It's like Gabbo. You remember that Simpsons episode with Gabbo? Gabbo, Gabbo, Gabbo! Look, Smithers, Garbo is coming. Yes, sir. <laughs> That's one of Garbo. the best episodes, by the way. Yeah, it's a great episode. But the point is, is uh, nobody knew what Gabbo was. They just wanted to know what Gabbo was. Yeah, but Gabbo's dumb, man. Gabbo was 2015. He's been... He was great. Gabo lived up to expectations. Yeah, I'm just saying this is, you know, you're like, again, Rogue One made a ton of money. And it's because it got people's attention. And a lot of the people who saw that movie went in not knowing what it was really about. Yeah, it was riding the wave, though. You know, which happens in those, you know, after, what's it called? What was the first one? The Infinity War. Then it was just like, Every film, billion, billion, billion. Well, the Infinity War was like the second to last film almost, right? So I, I don't think, think that's exactly how it happened, no, but I okay. Was, I think there was Spider-Man and Captain Marvel in the middle. Yeah, they, yeah, but they were writing, I mean, they were all writing no. on the coattails of what came before it. A lot of people who saw those I movies I, didn't. I, oh, dude, you just disagree with my point, and then once I clarified it, you then just ignored it what's your point maybe i just didn't understand it steel maybe it's not as self-evident as you thought so please explain your point no but i said after infinity war every film made a billion dollars yeah i think that was the second last one no there was a couple films yeah 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 but they're all right in the way (laughs) no but they're all why did people go see infinity war if you put out infinity war without like the other like 10 movies that came before it would it have been as popular no, right? No, but Infinity War made the following films because it was so compelling to that. 
I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Audience, then it, like, people were just like, yeah, I got a f- anything. Give us anything. Spider-Man, Captain Marvel. And I'm not dissing on uh, It's not like Spider-Man wouldn't have made a bunch of money anyway. No, yeah. There's a difference between a bunch and a billion, and it's like. But that's that's what is that not what the Mandalorian is doing? In like I just don't understand. Like your point is that oh, that's not good enough to get people's attention and and make money and and create an audience. Then you're like, look at these other movies that that uh, encourage people to like stick with the product and like keep watching it. And and become a no, new no, audience no, 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 and make not money. Even following the point, like, we brought up, I brought up the MCU because of Rogue One, and you said that like people went to see Rogue One without knowing. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, they did. Okay. Right. I, I I I do not think that Star Wars has the momentum that you can just like go. Well, Rogue One. I I, I feel like all I'm saying is that your son, who likes Star Wars, my wife that likes Star Wars, watched the trailer. And had some essential questions. Even just when is it set in... Come on, man. When's it set? But the question was not when is it set? Because if it's not set where I think it's set, I'm not buying that ticket. I'm not going. I don't care. That's not what they thought. They thought, this is interesting. What is this about? And they wanted to go see it. Which is all you've got to do. One would think that when you've said it makes the story more compelling than any other time that you could set it. Three what? three years after Return of the Jedi, who doesn't want to know what happened three years after what happened in Return of the Jedi? Does it matter? It yes, doesn't. It does. Nobody knows. It does. It's Nobody knows. It's just like, no, this is a story about a cool-looking Star Wars guy in a Star Wars world, and it looks like Star Wars, and he's going to have fun like space adventures. Sign up now. But if you make that too vague and it's just like, it's a guy that looks like Boba Fett on random space adventures, there is a um, a very big gap for cynicism to kick in and rejecting I, the product. I think as long as it looks, as long as it, if what you're saying, if, if your point was that, oh, the footage they showed was boring and nobody would be interested in this if it weren't Star Wars. No, I said the footage is great. you would have a point. Great. I said But your it point is that, no, compelling... the footage looks compelling. It looks like something people would want to watch, but they just don't know when exactly in the timeline it takes place. Therefore, they might not watch it. I think that's insane. That's not how people think. You're just wrong. Like, you're thinking about this too hard. Like it, people don't care. Like they'll, they'll figure it out. What they care about is, does this look interesting? Does this look like the kind of star Wars kind of adventure that I want to see? And I, I do strongly feel yeah, that I, solo, although I don't think it's like the best movie that has ever been made in the series or any, anything else. Like 
if it were marketed the way that the force awakens were marketed or even rogue one, like I think it would have done better. Like, I think that it's just like, you gotta, what they were trying to do is to see whether they could put out a star Wars movie on like an Ant-Man budget and have it make Ant-Man money. And it did. It's just that they had to film it twice. And so it wasn't a success, you know, like it's just that what they learned is that you can't put out a star Wars movie on the cheap and not like know what you're going to get. Like you really have to, there's a way of breaking the the tone. And do you think that's the lesson of solo that you can't make a star Wars film on the cheap? I think the lesson of solo is that you can't make the star Wars film on the cheap by just hiring anybody by hiring competent uh, creators. That's not going to do the job on its own, which oddly enough is kind of, I think the message of Ant-Man because they had, they didn't get as far along in production, but they did have a totally different director and writer originally. So like the, but the idea is like, you can't just say, Oh, it's star Wars. It'll sell itself. I think that would be a mistake, but I think what they had was, is they're like, this doesn't seem like Star Wars anymore is the most charitable interpretation of the way they treated um, Lord Miller. But like, I'm, I can, if, if their decision was the correct one, which we don't know, because we haven't seen the other product, right? But if their decision was the correct one, it was correct because what they did. The correct decision is December 2018. That's a probably decision. probably I mean, but you got to throw but they're what they really wanted to find out steel. I, I, I truly believe this is like how many Star Wars films, how much money can we make off of this thing that we bought? We paid like four billion dollars for if we and it's not market, a stupid if, thing if to if wonder. We bring out a Star Wars film every five months and market it pretty averagely. How well will they do? Let's find out. Well, they didn't know. How would they know? That's not the stupidest thing to do. I think that what they realized was, is like, we've got this pretty much set in stone. It's got to be released when it's going to be released. It's got to be what it's going to be. But if we dump a bunch more money into it, like, then it's not really going to have the chance to prove what we hope it will prove. What they wanted it to prove is that we don't have to like market the hell out of this thing to make it a success because star Wars will sell itself. And they learned that, no, that's not true. Because Star Wars is fundamentally different than Marvel in that you can't... Because it doesn't have Kevin Feige at the top, bro. Red pill, red pill. No, no, don't, (laughs) no. It's, it's, uh, I've talked about this with uh, King Tom, uh, a guy who's prone to listening to my statements before they end and then adding his thoughts. Um, Yeah. So, I mean, like it's it's because uh, it's it's an inherently different like world with Star Wars. Like, what's the difference between Han Solo and Lando? And don't tell me it's because one's white and black. That's not that shouldn't be relevant. Like it, it, the difference is 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 very subtle. Right. But what's the difference between like Spider-Man and Iron Man? It's pretty big. Right. Like you can tell just by the colors that they wear what the difference is. You don't have to be a fan of the characters. You can see, oh, Spider Man. Spider Man has spider powers. Iron Man, he's like a he's a different iron guy. Powers. He's, iron powers. He was bit by an iron, and now he he's bit by a radioactive ingot of iron. Or he, he travels um, from town to town, smoothing out t-shirts and shirts and blouses. Shop class to shop class, middle school to middle school, writing wrongs, 
and uh, smoothing, uh, you know, joints. Um, yeah, I mean, it's but you see what I'm saying? It's like, what's the difference between between those characters? Well, they have distinct powers, abilities, costumes. It's, it's very easy to differentiate them from each other, but differentiating non even Jedi characters are almost indistinguishable at this point since we're just like like god forbid you have a lightsaber that's unique no somebody else must have one now um you know i mean it's just it's it's just what did that comment even mean well it's like the double-bladed lightsaber right that was your point it's like you've got a character that did it it was really famous popular it's like a cultural phenomenon and then you just do it again and it doesn't have the same impact right gotcha that's your entire point right steel kind of but just the way yeah. you, you just threw it out it was yeah i mean, I, I mean it's it's I, a I valid don't... point it's just like we've heard it before that's i don't want to waste people's time oh like, god <laughs> um i um i feel like we've bigot enough i feel like we're, we're I, I feel like we need to um i feel like we're running around in circles could be. I mean, I'm just saying, like, I think Star Wars is fundamentally different than Marvel. And I think that there, like, aren't too many Marvel movies that I would consider as good as the, as the best Star Wars movies at all. Like, I don't, I like Marvel those. Film? What's the best Marvel film? What's the best one? Uh, the best one? Like, uh, that's a good question. I, I mean, not the best. Like, my favorite it would what probably about, be different what, than the best. What, what about, what one did you enjoy the most? Well, I mean, the one I enjoyed the most is definitely not the best, but it's Doctor Strange because I've always loved that character and I just love psychedelic craziness. But um, and I love Kung Fu movies. And that was like the two things combined, plus Benedict Cumberbatch. It's like, how how can I argue with that? But, yeah, that's a tough one. I feel like maybe I really liked actually, no, the, the first one I saw was Iron Man 3, which a lot of people really hate. Um, but that was the first Marvel movie I saw. I didn't really? watch them when they first came out. Yeah. Well, I didn't care. Like there were, there were all kinds of superhero movies coming out at that time and none of them looked good. And, and I did not hear a single good thing about any of them. So when Iron Man and stuff came out, I didn't go see it. Cause I was like, ah, oh, this looks terrible. Like it's probably bad. And I was wrong. Like they, they were good movies, but like, I just like, I thought it was going to be like another green lantern or some other schlock. I'm like, I'll see it when I'm on a plane. And like, you know, one year when I was flying back from, um, you know, uh, Japan it was a really long flight, not quite as long as coming back from Australia, but close. Um, I think I, I did watch green lantern and then I watched iron man three. I was like, Oh, this is really good. You know? So that one was the one that I think got my attention. Cause I didn't see Avengers when it first came out at all. Like it just didn't appeal to me. Um, but that one I really liked because I was like, Oh, you know, I, I it, it was dealing with like, you know, basically, you know, Robert Downey Jr. Had PTSD and it was like dealing with that issue. And the idea of like, his kind of like problem, like he's inherently kind of an asshole, but he really, really, really wants to have a normal life with Gwyneth Paltrow and all that. Like, I, I got it. Like it, it's, it's got a lot of interesting stuff to it. And I really liked the way that most of the movie he was, he spent it without having all of his powers. And he had to kind of like 
scrape his way by and like, you know, ally himself with this like nerdy kid who turned out to be kind of manipulative in the end. And then he showed up at the end of uh, Endgame and nobody recognized him because he looks so different. Um, Which is funny. Like, I I like that. Like, I just I thought that was I was like, oh, that impressed me. That got my attention because it showed like an emotional intelligence that I assumed incorrectly wouldn't be there. But once I had that, I was like, okay, so I can count on these movies to be at least pretty good. It, like good enough to, to warrant me watching them when they come out. Um, at least on like, you know, Blu-ray or something. And then I think the first one I saw in the theaters was, I think it was guardians of the galaxy. And then that just kind of sealed the deal. I was like, okay, this is going to be, a, this is going to be a lot of fun. And they, they didn't disappoint after that, but there's a lot of movies I went in without knowing much about them at all. Cause I'm not passionate about those characters, but I could easily tell the difference between black Panther and, you know, Captain America or the guy with the one metal arm, but not two metal arms. So, you know what I mean? Like it's, you can, you can, you can see the, but you can't see that with star Wars characters. Even the Jedi are almost indistinguishable at this point. So it's, it's hard to sell it on that point. All you can really do is sell the environment, the setting, the story and I think the Mandalorian trailer did a really, really good job of that because it got – it's just like, no, this is Star Wars. Have you ever seen a story like this in Star Wars? No, you haven't. Go watch it. Hey, if you don't care where things are set, get your lips around this. Y- yeah. Yeah, exactly. That's right. Like y- most people won't. That's my, that's my whole point. I didn't get to when I watched Iron Man 3. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like I did – it just didn't – it, 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 it's I, I understood what the character was because it's a really simple, stupid character, right? Like they just did something with that was interesting, but they couldn't even get my attention with that. It's just like they were at that point already writing on the success of previous movies. But Star Wars, the thing it still has going for it is its setting. And people really like that. And uh, as long as you can present it to them in a way that's compelling and, and get their attention. I don't think they really care too much about when it's set. I think that's, that's the advantage. If you, if you look at it as like, Oh no, it's all one big massive interlocking story and you have to know all of it or else you can't appreciate any of it. Then yeah, it's doomed. It's absolutely doomed. But if if your point is no, it's a brilliant imaginative setting created by like a, a, a brilliant imaginative mind. Um, and we, it's a playground for, for fun stuff to happen. And you won't see movies like you're not going to see this in like whatever Fast and the Furious nine or whatever's coming out next year. That's just going to be about more cars. They're just going to be newer cars and, and newer ball in the same ball people. Right. Like, so it's just. It's like get, Star Wars has something special. I just feel like they had to figure out what it was. And the Mandalorian trailer for me showed uh john john q funko pop what what they needed to see which is oh yeah star wars i like that this looks interesting like i could watch that and then they'll figure it out and they don't um, care thanks for asking my favorite civil war and on that note we should wrap up buddy yeah we should um (laughs) thanks everyone for suffering through this this uh 
miserable conversation between two deep insiders who are trying desperately to put their brains into the position of an outsider who we have derisively nicknamed John Q. Funko Pop. Um, but yeah, like uh, that's, uh, you know, the, the Star Wars has something to prove and you as, as a fan, um, what you can do to help it is by uh, not being a jerk to, to newcomers and no matter who they are or what their opinions are. And, um, the, you know, I think that's, that's the takeaway is there's always a new fan out there and, um, they might not understand what they're getting into, but it looks interesting to them. Encourage them. Don't, don't be a jerk. Don't, and, don't, uh, steel is 100% behind that. I'm sure. Right. Yeah. Don't, don't talk to them the way we talk to each other. No, no, no. We reserve this vitriol only for our closest <laughs> friends. <laughs> Uh, but for new fans, Get give them a big old virtual hug because uh, without new Star Wars fans, there won't be new Star Wars. Um, so I don't know where you're going, Steel, but uh, good luck and uh, drive safe. Uh, you said it was a road trip, right? I'm going to – where am I going? Phoenix. Going to Arizona to visit some old friends from Melbourne. By the time you get to Phoenix, I'll be, I'll be rising. Um, don't know that song, do you? Okay. All right. So <laughs> I like that one. You haven't heard that? No. Nah. You don't know that song? All right. So still just hit stop, I'm sure. But I'm going to keep going anyway. Okay. Um, uh, the Isaac Hayes cover of uh, By the Time I Get to Phoenix. Check it out. It's probably like 15 minutes long. It's amazing. And uh, I think you'll listen to it and and you'll think back and like, I remember when that guy said, so long, suckers. <laughs> and uh, I'll forgive him. Is that the end of the show? I think it has to be, right? Do you want to tell people where they can find you in other places? No. <laughs> No, okay. I, I do another show um, called Hardcore Gaming One and One. You can find it um, out there wherever fine podcasts are streamed. I do a bunch of uh, Patreon shows for other people. Um, I really enjoy. I do one for uh, Blue Harvest um, called Sense Blue Harvest it. Adventures. I'm going to be on a future episode of uh, Masters of Harvest Kasi. Uh, which, if you get that joke, um, let's uh, shake hands and then hug and then and possibly go on from there. And uh, it's going to be really good. King Tom's going to be on that one. And, uh, yeah, it's just – and I do this one. Um, I really love all of it, and I love all of you. And, uh, yeah, um, you should donate to, uh, to, to uh, Steel's Patreon because it's pound for pound the most content per dollar on the Star Wars inter- internet for sure. Except for Disney+. Plus. Um, sign up for three years. I'll give you a deal, though. It's been a pleasure <laughs> for most of the time. <laughs> I'll uh, I'll talk to you next episode, Robbo. Absolutely. Us out. See us out. See us out. Oh, uh, I, I did already. So long, suckers. It's it already happened. Okay. That's what I usually do. You got to do it at the end. <laughs> That's what we want. Yeah, you got two this episode. Bonus, double bonus, all for free. It's so good. Oh yeah!
Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade.